0: Well met, fellow adventurers, once again, we're exploring Fogbowl Forest with Sir Crokington. So since we previously met, I managed to get three dragon totems for the Goblin Totem Block. So it now provides plus 5 MR and plus 5 SP by just having it around. And I will continue to just have it around. Because I've already done the one adventure in the game where you actually lose all your equipment. Although admittedly you can lose all your equipment if you get sent to the hole in Twithick. But that lasts for about 12 seconds. So it's not really a threat. And you really, really have to screw up for that to happen. Anyhow, something has happened. While passing through the eastern portion of the outer wood, taking care not to lose your way in the swirling banks of fog that blanket the forest, you suddenly hear what can only be described as something large moving near nearby Filled with immediate and profound sense of dread, you freeze in your tracks and listen with bated breath. Do you know, a unmistakable sound of something dragging itself across the ground to the east. Whatever it is, it's moving swiftly away from you. Investigate the sound. You spring forward through the mist. Boing, boings, boing. Your senses alert for the first sign of peril as your eyes focus on the fog-blanketed blan- fog forest floor. You've covered just over 30 yards when you should have become the trail of a truly massive creature. The trail, nearly four feet wide and several inches deep, appears to have been created by the passing of a large sub We we have heard this before. As you stand staring down at the impossibly large track left in the wake of the gigantic unknown beast that shudder once through you, the thought of encountering whatever created the trail alone in the tangled, shadowy confines of the fog-laden wood It's more than just a little incest link. Vowing to remain alert for any further sign of the mysterious creature, you once again resume your exploration of the forest. Keep exploring. Alright. Now we... Now. I'm gonna have to leave it paused until such time as something new comes up. Ta-ta for now. Here's something new. And we've just... Your exploration of a more open area of the northern outer wood is brought to a sudden halt when you encounter a lone cave goblin making his way through the forest. The fierce-looking, spear-wielding creature, clad in a ragged leather vest and toting a cloth sack, is startled by your appearance out of the mist and is quick to beg your leaf to leave to pass unscathed. The goblin, speaking in largely broken senses, tells you he's simply passing through the wood, seeking better hunting to the south, so that he might find enough game to ward off starvation that threatens his small clan. This is a fateful decision. Inexplicably, you feel your destiny may in some way be tied to the choice you're about to make. So I can allow the goblin to pass, the goblin who, as far as I know hasn't done anything bad, but might, might. Or attack the goblin. Obviously, going to use divination or woodmanship to see if this goblin's on the up and up. To he use woodmanship? Succeeded. 4x speed to woodmanship. Based on what we are able to observe about the dog goblin, including the equipment he bears, your senses is indeed. On the hunt, as he is indicated, okay, I'm guessing you can quickly tell this isn't the sort of the sort of equipment that would bring down humans, or at least not you know humans who might in any way put up any resistance, yes, hmm, you know what i going to allow the goblin to pass, and I hope this doesn't reflect go bad in the future. Sixteen piece of General. The goblin bows before you and thanks you for show, for allowing him to pass. You sense, with little difficulty, the goblin, although although a creature whom the perils of the wild are not foreign, is extremely fearful of something before he passes out of sight into the mist. The goblin turns and again bows. Tasriglan will not forget, he says, before turning and moving off into the fog. Is Taswiglan the goblin's name? Or is it the name of the clan? The name of a leader? The name of some sort of goblin god? We don't really know, but presumably... We're, we're on, We're in that. Whoever that is, good graces. Even if admittedly, all all we did was not murder. But I guess when you're a goblin, not being murdered it makes you a friend. <laughs> it's kind of sad, really. Content with the decision to allow the lone goblin hunter to carry on with his business, you promptly resume your exploration of the forest and pause. And we're we're back, and we're in that bubbling morass that we were in last time. Now, Now, since getting teleported led to some sort of dungeon, presumably, I'm thinking sinking into the morass will lead to some to something i mean they wouldn't just put that option in if it didn't lead anywhere or at least they put the option in, in and say this is a very bad idea well, more or less anyway decide not to struggle against the grip of morass and if i die i'm going to feel very silly With unnerving speed, you're dragged down into the depths of the treacherous morass. You land with a dull thud, flat on on your back, on your front, on an unforgiving surface. After painfully regaining your breath, you stagger to your feet and employ your light source as you survey your new surroundings. The glow of your light splashes off the stone blocks that make up the walls of the dark, cold on which you're standing. In various places, elaborate scenes have been engraved upon the blocks. You study the scenes for several minutes and come to the unsettling conclusion you've fallen into an ancient tomb. Which means there'll be undead to fight. That's just the wolves, that's just how people made tombs back in the old days. You know, before they invented embalming, and now I think the main reason they do embalming is it stops them coming back from the dead. It's well, about preservation. Oh, you sweet summer child! Ah, <laughs> <That's... laughs> no, 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 no! That's why embalming makes the corpse all stiff, so so that when the spirits try to raise the dead, they go, god oh, can't move, there's embalming fluid in it, Gah! and then they get angry and they bugger off, or something like that. <laughs> as I say, I'm neither, I'm neither a funeral director or a necromancer. <laughs> An easing feeling descends upon you as you set about the grim task of finding your way out of this shadowy lair. Okay, this this okay this dungeon is sort of goggle shaped with with a little alcove to the south and then anyway, something's tied up. The sound of movement from the shadows ahead springs to your def- brings your exploration of the tomb corridor to an abrupt halt. You instinctively draw yourself into combat with his stance as the prowling skeleton looms into view out of the gloom. It's a prowling skeleton, hisses viciously as he claws at you and is slain. 4xp, standing over the moving remains of your undead foe, you listen intently for any sign that more denizens of the ancient crypt are lurking nearby. After several minutes, convinced you are alone in the corridor, you once again set off. your way through the musty tomb all right there's here's a staggering skeleton just going to quick combat that Alright, right in the southeast corner there's the exit i can climb out at any time i want now and in the middle is where i entered well well i fell in is a decaying corpse. And now it's now it's back to being a regular corpse. Staggering ghoul staggers no longer. Okay, and then sort of in a little alcove on the north side. Well, a little bit to the west. There's an there's an alcove with a question mark. You step into a large square womb just off the main tomb corridor and immediately recognised the space to be the crypt's burial chamber a large ornately engraved sarcophagus the final resting place for whomever was intoned here long ago the stone lid of sarcophagus has been slid to one side and the cavity hidden beneath its bulk which once held a corpse is empty a faint hiss followed by the chilling, unmistakable sound of waggy breath, sends your heart racing. You turn to find a staggering, decaying figure stalking out of the thick gloom that clings to the far side of the chamber. An overpowering stench of decay fills the womb, and you're suddenly overcome by an almost paralyzing sense of dread. But only almost. And you're suddenly overcome by it. it's almost paralyzing but not quite, so you'll have to try harder the shadowy lurching figure, clad in the tattered remnants of his once refined fine attire, steps slowly into a pool of light the rotting figure of the woman her decayed head, still covered with long strands of dark hair, opens her mouth to speak and several insects crawl out from beneath her cracked lips. Oh, she's got friends. Why do you wander into my tomb? She asks, her hollow, empty gaze sending a chill through you. Be gone from here, or you will learn that I, Inzilla the Feared, will see you pay the price for your insolent trespass. You sense beyond the shadow of any doubt, that you are in the presence of a powerful undead being. Well, better fight her then. Gage Insula. Insula staggers forward and attacks, swiping at you with her long, blackened claws. Insula the feared. Insula staggers forward and swipes at you with her decaying hand. Alright, just gonna fight her. A sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay lay impossibly swift blow upon your enemy. For 10 damage, but Insula heals herself. You're not supposed to do that. Only I'm supposed to heal myself. And she heals herself again, but not by that much. Quickstone will repeat the 20 you just next round. And it does. Very nice. Oh, and it repeated repeat it again. And again. Thank you, Quickstone. Uh, Eight six B and then ninety six experience to general. A low groan escapes from l- Insula's watting lips as the undead being slumps to the floor. While struggling to catch your breath, you stare down at the brutalized remains of Insula. An uneasy feeling suddenly takes hold of you, and it's at that precise moment you catch sight of something that sends a shudder racing through you. Insula's corpse is twitching. Oh no! You step back and watch in horror as Insula swiftly rises the powerful wizard undead being fixes her chilling gaze on you before turning and promptly dissolving into the gloom against the far wall. You hopefully' scan the shadows for any sign of insula, but find none Insula, the feared has vanished in the wake of insula's sudden disappearance. You take note of a small object resting on the floor of the burial chamber, only a few feet from the open sarcophagus. You scoop down to examine the item, and discover it's a black cloth pouch. The pouch shows no sign of wear or age, but has seemingly suffered, and has seemingly suffered no ill effects from the damp environment of this ancient tomb. You cautiously pick up the pouch, surprised to find that, despite its pronounced weight—nearly a pound—and rounded shape, the small black bag is empty, or at least it looks empty. That's a heavy but empty black pouch. Let's take a look. This curious black cloth, pa- black cloth pouch, which you discovered in a musty tomb in Fogborn Forest, appears. At first glance, to be filled with something. In fact, fact, the pouch weighs nearly a pound. Oddly enough, however, the pouch is empty. Hmm. You clearly recall Tally's description of the three pouches he he believed to have lost somewhere in Fogba. You're but certain this is one of the lost trio. Hmm... I mean, did he lose them? Or were they stolen? But I can't really think anyone could actually steal something from Talies. Because he is the he's still, even in retirement, the greatest adventurer in the kingdom. And someone I would not want to mess with. I mean, you, you've seen, you've gone to Talies, have you seen all the gear he has there? He presumably has even better gear on his person, just in case. Yeah. or maybe he was going a bit. Nah, nah. Mm. I don't. I just can't think of any of him losing something. I keep thinking this is actually some sort of plan. To. To these pouches are put here to do something. So maybe it's a gather undead essence, you know. So it's can be, so it can then be purified later, or something like that. Who knows? Who knows? Tallies is a bit mysterious. But but of course, when ATs are handed around, you somehow lose your desire to ask as many questions. You're all but certain this is the one of the lost trio. After taking a moment to tuck away the curious item, in amongst in amongst your other belongings, you decide to search the west of the chamber. Now, even though the the item says it's heavy, it still only has an encumbrance of zero because it's a quest item. So, it would be really awkward if it had an actual encumbrance, cause it would take up your valuable inventory space. And you might be stuck hurling it around for hours. Search west of the chamber. A quick but thorough search of the burial chamber turns up a large number of items. Though many are in an advanced state of decay and of no serviceable use. Despite the overall poor condition of the objects in the room, managed to find the firing. And Here's some some loot. Just to, just some loot, gonna pick it up, sell it later. Forty Thirty-three gold, trinket worth 9 gold, that's 52 gold. Confident you haven't overlooked anything here, you make your way out through the chamber and prepare to resume your exploration of the crypt. Alright. A quick search. Sur- no, was- <laughs> the thought of the wizard occupant of this burial chamber, moving about within the passage of his crypt. And perhaps stalking the forest above or the lands beyond the edge of the woods. Fills you with untold dread, With no desire to linger here even a moment, Lonely, longer you turn to make your way out of the war. Okay, time to just exit this 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 tomb. I found I found the one the thing I was looking for. I didn't know I was looking for it. Well I was passively looking for it, but didn't know it would be there Well I I I did, but So Cokington didn't because he's not done this before. Climb out of the ancient crypt. You step out of the musty crypt and back into the swirling mists of Fogboar Forest. Thankful to be out of the tomb, despite the gloomy surroundings into which you stepped, you quickly survey the area for once again resuming your exploration. Alright, back to being paused once more. While passing through, the boggy region of the outer wood. You happen upon a small, dark pool fed by a trickling stream. You're about to approach the pool when you suddenly spot a young woman, clad almost entirely in green, seated upon a watted stump at the water's edge. The young woman turns to face you and you're once struck by her beauty. Before you can offer a greeting, however, a sinister, unexpected change comes over a smiling face. You are not welcome here. Says the young woman as her eyes begin to glow as if replaced by a flame. You trespass in the domain of the lord of this wood. Who is that? Perhaps I might find you a more suitable place for your ill-advised exploration. A series of staggering pain shoot through your skull, causing you to cry out in agony as you instinctively clamp both hands to the side of your head. Your vision blurs and the sounds around you start to become muted, As you realise, with growing horror, the mysterious young woman is attempting to teleport you. I'm going to not resist, because I want to go down to the crypt and and get Tally's pouches. The pain in your head increases, and suddenly everything goes black. An instant later, you're plummeting through impenetrable darkness. You land with the dull thud, flat on your back, on an unforgiving surface. To painfully retaining your breath, you stagger to your feet and employ your dependable light as you survey your new surroundings. The glow from your light splashes off the stone blocks that make up the walls of the dark corridor in which you're standing. In various places, several scenes have been engraved upon the blocks. You study the scenes for several minutes and come to the unsettling conclusion you've fallen into an ancient tomb. An uneasy feeling descends upon you, it's just about the grim task of finding a way out of this shadowy lair. Alright. Okay, this 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 is this, this dungeon has as a circle. We have passages to the southwest, northwest, and northeast. Anyway, the southwest one's got something going on. There's a prowling ghoul. Just going to quick combat that. 5xp. You step into a large square room, just off the main tomb corridor, and immediately recognise the place to be the Quip's burial chamber, a large, ornately engraved sarcophagus, the final resting place for whoever was entombed here and actually counted. All the all the other pe all the other skeletons that we encounter here they don't count. They're not proper. They're they they're the working class skeletons. They don't get no fancy or sarcophagus. They just have to wander around and fight adventurers. Yes, for no pay. Justice for skeletons and all that. The stone lid of the sarcophagus slid to one side and the cavity hidden beneath its bulk, which once held a corpse, is empty. A faint hiss followed by the chilling, unmistakable sound of a wagged breath sends your heart racing. You turn to find a staggering, decaying figure stalking out of the thick gloom that clings to the far side of the chamber. An overpowering sense of decay fills the womb, as you're suddenly overcome by an almost paralysing sense of dread. The shadowy, lurking figure, clad in the tattered remnants of its once refined attire, steps slowly, your pool of light. The gruesome figure, his arms, his head, arms, and torso, wielded with missing chunks of decayed flesh, staggers forward and points an accusing finger to you. You are not welcome here, he grasps. My eternal rest, granted to me by the lord of this wood. Who is this lord? Is not to be disturbed, go forth from here at once, lest you wish to learn why it is my name. Zibduel is still whispered with fear within the wood. You sense beyond the shadow of any doubt that you are in the presence of a powerful and dead being. Well, I'm going to fight it because I think there might just be a bank waiting for a pouch. Tally's pouches engageb. Zubdurl staggers forward and attacks, swiping you to this long black, this long blackened claw, Zubdurl of Fogbra. Staggers forwards and swipes you with this decaying hand, I just keep stabbing, he's, he's already had bits come off him, so he's kind of, ha- it, he doesn't really succumb to stabbing that much, unless you do a lot of it, which I just have. He is slain. Eight experience sixty four XP to General A low groan escapes Sibjuel's rotting lips as the undead being slumps to the floor. While struggling to catch your breath, you stare down at the brutalized remains of Zibjur. An uneasy feeling suddenly takes hold of you. It is that precise moment you catch sight of something that sends a shudder racing through you. Sibjuwel's corpse is twisting. You step back and watch in horror as swiftly rises. The powerful undead being fixes his chilling gaze on you before turning and promptly dissolving into gloom against the far wall. I guess it knows shadow magic? You hurriedly scan the shadows for any sign of Zibdral, but find none. Zibdral or Fogbra has vanished. In the wake of Zibdral's sudden appearance, You take note of a small object resting on the floor of the burial chamber, only a few feet from the open sarcophagus. You stoop down to examine the item and discover it's a black cloth pouch. The pouch shows no sign of wear or age, and has seemingly suffered no ill effects from the damp environment in this ancient tomb. You cautiously pick up the pouch, and are surprised to find that despite its pronounced weight, nearly a pound rounded shape the small black bag is empty it's a heavy but empty cloth pouch it's just like the other one I found, even though I have two they still take no encumbrance you clearly recall Tally's description of three pouches he's believed to have lost somewhere in Fogbois, you're but certain this is one of the lost trio right, two thirds of them now although I suspect the third one might be a little bit more difficult to find but we'll see after taking a moment to tuck away the curious item in amongst your other belongings, you decide to search the west of the chamber. All right, just some generic loot. I'll just pick that up, sell it later. Resume exploration of the crypt. All right, let's get out of here. All right, on the north side, north side of the main circle. There's the exit. Climb out the ancient crypt, and I'm out. Right, I'm back to regular off-mic exploration, and it's the woman in green again. He's on a walk. She's sinister. And she's trying to teleport me. We've already, I've already read this out twice, so I'm not going to read really it out a third time. Not to resist, teleport. Right, I'm in a shadowy lair in an ancient tomb. All right, this one's a bit different. Okay, it's most, it's got a little circle in the southwest corner. But then, but then there's a, then there's a passage, little up, little mirrored L-shape, taking up most of, most of the north and east, nearly all the north and all the east side. And then just one little passage connecting the two. Here's a staggering ghoul. All right, now making my way. I'm now. I'm now in the circle. And there's this little alcove to the northeast of that, northwest of that little circle. All right, this is a different shape, so I think it will be. A different guy and thus a different back. You step into the large square room just off the main tomb corridor and immediately recognise the space to be the crypt's burial chamber. A large, ornately engraved sarcophagus, the final resting place for whoever was entombed here long ago. The stone lid of the sarcophagus has been slid to one side the cavity hidden beneath its bulk which once held a corpse is empty. A faint hiss followed by the chilling unmistakable sound of ragged breaths and your horse wasting, You turn to find a staggering, decaying figure stalking towards you out of the thick gloom that clings to the far side of the chamber. An overpowering sense of decay fills the womb and you're suddenly overcome by an almost paralysing sense of dread. The the shadowy, lurching figure, clad in the tattered remnants of his once refined attire, steps slowly into a port of eye. Who is this? The wag-clad figure, with the sparse remains of a black beard clinging to his wotting chin, grins a toothless grin as he makes a threatening step in your direction. Leave! You will only find death here. I, Death here, defiler. I, Moxclar, shall see to your end. It's Moxlar is spelt. M O L X A R, and I'm not really sure how you pronounce pronounce that. You said send- save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. That you're in the presence of a powerful undead being. Well, I've been, I've had some good luck fighting other powerful undead beings. Getting those two bags. So, two, two pouches. Let's engage Moloxar. Moloxar stacks forward and attacks. Swiping with his long blackened claws. It's Moloxar the Vanquished. Well, that's going to be even more true in a few seconds. Moloxar staggers forward you and swipes at you with his decaying hand. Alright, got a 20, Moloxar heals himself. How dare he, how dare he? Oh, 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 I actually, I visually saw his health go up that round. Oh, it, it, it's, it's He's healing, it's healing himself more than I can damage him. Well, when he does. But anyway, he is slain. 7xp, 32xp to General. A low ground escapes Moloxar's watting limbs as, this, as the undead being slumps to the floor. While struggling to catch your breath, you stare down at the brutalised remains of Moloxar. An uneasy feeling suddenly takes hold of you. It's that precise moment you catch sight of something that sends a shudder racing through you. Moloxar's corpse is twitching. It's twitching. You step back and watch with horror, as Moloxar swiftly rises, the powerful dead being fixes his chilling gaze on you, before churning and promptly dissolving into gloom against the far wall. You hurriedly scan the shadows for any sign of Moloxar, but find none. Moloxar the Vanquished has vanished. I guess he's now Moloxar the Vanished. But he probably won't stay vanished for long. Assuming if I keep if I keep wandering around this the well forest I'll probably find myself teleported or falling into his tomb once again But that's just the thing that can happen But let's just see Ooh, this is good in the wake of Moloch's sudden disappearance you take note of the small object resting on the floor of the burial chamber, only a few feet from the open sarcophagus. You stoop down to examine the item and discover it's a black cloth pouch. The pouch shows no signs of wear or age, and has secretly suffered no ill effects from the damp environment in this ancient tomb. You cautiously pick up the pouch and are surprised to find that, despite its pronounced weight, nearly a pound, its rounded shape, and a small black bag is empty. Alright, that's number three. You clearly recall Callie's description of the three pouches he's believed to have lost somewhere in Frogborough. You're all but certain this is one of the lost trio. After taking a moment to tuck the curious item in amongst your other belongings, decide to search the rest of the chamber. Alright, now it's just just generic, but pretty valuable loot. And two gold as well. Because most of the gold will come from selling, said loot. Which just which doesn't go down in value even no matter how much I sell it because it's a game, it's not supposed to be a simulation of an economy. Yes. So apparently you that means you don't have to worry about inflation or flooding the market. Because there is no market. There's just you. You're the only real person. Everything else... doesn't exist. They're not real. They do whatever the game coder sells, tells them to do, no matter how little sense it makes. I'll make my way out of the crypt now. It's in the north, northeast corner of the circle is something... Climb out of the ancient crypt Thankful to be out of the tomb, despite the gloomy surroundings to which you stepped, you quickly survey the area before once again resuming your exploration. Well that was that was some pretty good luck getting all getting all three of those bags in in such such speed. Anyhow, let's just hand them straight to let's go to Tally's trading post and hand them to him. Enter Tally's Trading Post. I can return items, but I'm, I'm using them all right now. Aren't I? Yeah, I think, think I am. I'm using the Dragon Gen Gauntlets. S- using the Spider Sleeves, Leggings, and the Oakwood Stone Yep. Yeah. yeah, they're all being used right now. All right, what about his cottage then? Visit Tally's at his cottage. Tally's breathing becomes wapid and his face flushes as he produced the three black pouches and lay them on it on his table. The master adventurer quickly picks up one of the pouches and examines it closely. Where did you how did you I don't he stammers, looking incredulously upon the three pouches. This is all a bit too much, Sir Crokington. Takes Tally's only a minute or so to regain his composure, at which point... ...congratulating you on such a triumph in such short order. Well done, Sir Crokington. Tally's takes the three pouches into an adjoining room and returns... Moments later, with the heavy wooden chest, he opens the container, tosses in the pouches, then closes the lid. With what appears to be a well rehearsed manoeuvre, he produces an iron key from his pocket and then locks the chest. Well, uh, there, my mind is now somewhat at ease. Now, I have no idea, dear, how now apparently, I mean, if they're in if they're in a special chest how did he lose them <laughs> i mean this is tally's trading post this makes forked locks look like looks like a child till it, like like a child's kitty piggy bank no one thinks anything from the from the trading post There, my mind is now somewhat at ease, he says, as the wetness in his face diminishes. Well, this is quite unexpected. Here, let me fetch you something. The Master adventurer again disappears into the adjoining room, taking the locked chest with him, only to return a few moments later, bearing a bulging leather pouch which he places on the table before you. Please don't think of it as a reward, he says. Instead... It would be a relief to me if you were to consider it a gift. You open the pouch, and a startled discovery contains 32 adventurer tokens. You thank him for the tokens, but he shakes his head. 32. That's... that's pretty impressive. You can do a lot with 32 adventurer... well, okay, not that much, but... But, uh, but but, we've probably now got enough 80s to get another piece of get another piece of piece of equipment that's better than anything that you'll find in regular adventures well, well yeah well some of them anyway thanks for the tokens but you takes it says not necessary I assure you well then I suppose all of this calls for an early supper. Stay put, Sir Cogiton, I beg you. Never be able to forgive myself if you've missed a chance to taste my hare and steak stew. It's my own concoction. And I'll be quite ready for the table in just a little while. After a splendid meal of hare and steak stew, which, much to your surprise, holds up to Tally's boasting, well, of course, he's good at cooking. He's good at everything. And several mugs of paleo. You bid farewell to Tallies. Be careful if you wander into that wood, he says as you depart. I start my little excursions to Fogboy, you know It's not it's a bit too dangerous, for my taste, but then I'm not quite as hard as I once got, was. Well take care, Sir Crokington. All right, there we are. More adventure tokens. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to. And people have been here. Yeah, okay. Anyhow, there's still I think there's still one more thing I'm looking for in Fogbore Forest. So keep exploring it. Not these dark caves, that's for sure. Those are just boring. There's the twy Okay, we're back to regular exploration. Just gonna pause it for a bit while we wait for something to turn up. You're passing through a particularly thick section of the Cursed wood when you suddenly become aware of something moving off to your right. You turn and glance in the direction of movement and are shocked at the sight that greets your eyes. Dirt, leaves, sticks, stones, and innumerable other bits of debris from the forest floor are swirling about in a frenzy, despite the lack of wind beneath the trees. You watch in amazement as the swirling mass slowly transforms into a towering, broad-shouldered humanoid, constructed entirely out of rotting matter swept up from the ground. The massive being, its head a collection of bark and stone, turns and starts slowly towards you. The towering creature draws toward, draws closer, you note with great dismay that long, dagger-like claws of jagged rocks are swiftly emerging from the watting vegetation that serves his fist. All right, let's hold my ground and engage the strange creature. The towering, broad-shouldered humanoid figure, formed out of rotting vegetation and debris that litters the forest, the forest floor. Stomps forward and attacks, swiping at you with his stone-clawed hands. the ancient guardian of Fangbor, now twisted into a creature of evil by the dark her- curse that hangs over the forest assails you with unnerving speed and ferocity it's a forest guardian or now it's just a forest attacker or rampager I guess the towering forest guardian swipes you with stone clawed fists and so forth it's nearly done and it is slain 7xp and 16xp to general Without a sound, the towering forest garden collapses into a heap of earth and rotting vegetation on the misty ground at your feet. Having no desire to linger here, lest any more of the strange creatures should suddenly appear, you quickly set off on your way through the cursed wood. And that's it for now. Uh, And this is a new thing. A lone rider perched atop a black mare. The tattered remnants of a leather waistcoat clinging to its thin flame appears out of the fog just ahead. Long strands of grey moss dangle from the back of the rider's emancipated steed and his gloved hand grips the hilt of a rusted axe that swings tethered from his belt. It's when the rider suddenly turns his head in your direction the true horror of the encounter turns in. face. drawn, sunken and gaunt, is the face of one who long ago departed from the world of the living. Large chunks of decayed flesh have fallen from the wider's face, revealing the stark white bone that lies beneath the being's watted exterior. He nods at you, but says nothing. Adorning his saddle strung by a thin by a thin strand of chain are nine goblin skulls particular item maybe if you here. hmm I mean if he likes goblin skulls I've just got one The Jade Studded Goblin skull. I'll just shove that off to him You produce the Jade studded studded goblin skull and hold it up for the white to see. The undead horseman slowly extends his grub hand. Apparently, expecting you to turn over the treasure. Well, I might as well. It's kind of, kind of gross. It's not. And of course, you wouldn't be able to hand it over if it wasn't. This wasn't when you were supposed to use it. Because this, this, this isn't like. The King's Quest games, where you can regularly use items when you're not supposed to use it and make the game unfinishable. Or something like that. Give the Jade-studded Goblin score to him. Yep, you can have it. Or she can have it. It's kind of hard to tell gender when all the fleshy bits have wadded off. Anyway, 256 to general and 64 experience to all skills and powers. pretty nice. You carefully placed a Scotland to the jade-studded goblin skull into the widest extended hand. The undead horseman quickly assumes possession of the curious item, and adds it to the nine skulls, all dangling, from the thin strand of chain that adjoins the, ch- the saddle of his moss-covered, eh, enanti emas... emas... he ah... mount. Something mount. Without a word. And with hardly a sound. The wider reaches into a bag at his side. And moves what at first appears to be a furry, tattered animal hide. He tosses the piece of grey and black hide onto the ground. Before turning and widening off into the forest. In seconds. Both the wider and, br- and his bony steed are lost from view within the swirling mists. A closer examination of the item he's cast into the ground reveals it to be a wolf belt that has been crafted into a crude vest. Believing the item may prove to be of some importance, you decide to pick it up and take it with you. Wondering if you'll ever encounter the undead rider again, he once again set off to resume your exploration of the cursed wood. Alright, I think now firstly I'm going to go back to 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 heal. Just pop there. I just go I just quickly go to the tavern and fully heal myself. Or something like that. No, but actually I think I'll save first. Alright, there's one more. Now that I've got got that Tattered Wolf pelse vest I think I'll be able to go into the cave in the briars so fogbore the Forest of Mist explore fogbore Forest return to a previously discovered location cave in the briars okay time to equip all the Tattered Wolf torso hat hands Feet. Arms. Legs. Waist. And back. Now, with all this stuff equipped, my stats have gone down quite significantly. My MR is now only two hundred and sixty one. My SP is only two hundred and fourteen because I I removed oh wait. For some reason I unequipped the glittering ice shield. Well Oh that's because I'm no longer strong enough to actually carry it. How about that well that's uh, is there any way I can raise my body stats with with some equipment or oh, no. uh, let's see Joe's staff oh, that's all-minded spirit goblin doom hmm maybe goblin doom I equip Goblin Doom. Now can I equip, equip the crypto Ice Shield? Yes, I can. There, that, that's made me quite a bit stronger. What are my stats now, anyway? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, they're all pretty low. I've lost luck, but I gained a lot of MR and SP from the shield. Anyway, time to enter the cave. A la the la the large, roughly circular chamber takes up the entirety of this cave's interior. Standing in the centre of the cave, with the glow of your trusty light source of splashing off the dark, lynching covered wall, you stare in wonder at the series of intricate carvings engravings chiseled into the rock. The engravings depict several fur clad humans standing amidst a large pack of wolves. The tallest of the humans a man holding an axe over his shoulder is garbled in various pieces of attire that almost serve to give him the appearance akin to the wall standing at his side suddenly. A thin column of smoke rises up out of thin air only a few feet from where you stand. You watch his amazement as the vapors rapidly condense and the phantasmal image of a fur clad man appears in the mist of the smoke. A heavy axe is swung over the man's shoulder, and his head, torso, arms waist, arms, legs, hands, feet fi- and feet are clad in what appears to be wolf skin. A thick piece of wolf pelt splashes over the sho- over his shoulders, and over his broad broad back, serving as a fur cape. The dark eyed black-eyed man studies you intently with his fierce piercing eyes you are prepared he says his voice reminiscent the rumble of a distant but swiftly approaching storm follow me you trail cautiously behind the fur-clad man and he leads you through the previously unseen opening at the back of the cave After passing along a wide but short corridor, you find yourself standing at the threshold of a much larger chamber. Illuminated by a pale bluish light. Still wary for the first sign of danger, you turn to speak to your deep-spoken guide. Only to discover he's no longer there. You're standing at the edge of a large chamber at the northern end of the forest cave. A pale, bluish light fills the roughly circular ch- space. In the center of the chamber, an engraved circle adorns the uneven cave floor. The engraved circle, approximately 20 feet in diameter, consists of a single solid wing, around which have been carved a myriad of strange symbols. Lying in the middle of the engraved wing, it's a massive, slumbering wolf. Ragged tufts of grey and black fur cover the creature's enormous torso. The sleeping wolf is easily one of the largest you've ever seen. Anywhere. Oh, wait. Grey and black fur? Is that, is that my tattered wolf belt? Yes. Oh, dear. Is this tattered wolf belt made from children of this wolf okay approach the sleeping wolf well i don't well i might as well after i've come all this way here as you as you step cautiously into the engraved circle the massive wolf wakes with a snarl the fearsome creature larger than any wolf known to prowl the wise of the North Broadlands, rises to its feet and fixes you with an icy glare. Your pulse begins to waste. Waste as the savage beast starts circling you. Slow, a low, slow, ominous wumble filling the cave chamber. Engage the massive wolf or step out of the engraved circle. Well, obviously engage with a with a savage snarl that wings the chamber. The massive wolf leaps at you. Its deadly fangs bare as it attempts to tear into your flesh. It's a massive grey and black wolf. The massive wolf tears your flesh with fang and claw. And I tear its flesh with a stabby stabber. No wait. No, I'm using goblin doom. Oh I shouldn't I shouldn't be doing that. Oh well. Oh, well, I guess. So, Croakinson did some training. Nah. It is slain. 5xp. With a grim snarl, the massive wolf collapses at the centre of the engraved wing. The creature's bulky body, hidden beneath the thick layers of its tattered, waggy coat, shudders violently for several moments before becoming still. Then, only seconds after its apparent demise, the fearsome. The fearsome forest beast rises to its feet and turns its menacing stare in your direction as the bloodied wolf wounds that, that wheedle its torso rapidly begin to disappear. Despite its defeat at your hands, you inexplicably sense the wolf now regards you with a newfound respect. A strange feeling passes over you, leaving you drained but otherwise unharmed in its wake you have now obtained level one of the circle of the wolf at your new level of one the circle of the wolf is providing you with the following bonuses one standard 128 of your genuine experience has been sacrificed upon your attainment of level one of the circle of the wolf you've reached level one the circle of the there are a total of 10 levels. To attempt to eat to each level, you must return to the cave tomorrow. Or later. Prose a sleeping wolf. Nope. Much is surprising. So, your dismay? The massive wolf does not stir in its chamber. Now. Yep. Wolf needs its sleepy times. Do not wake a napping wolf. Yes. I mean obviously we all know it's holding back in those fights. Even the level ten fight. But if you were to wake it from its nap, you'd fa you'd face the sort of wolf you'll get you'd get if you're level fifty-seven of the circle of the wolf, and it would just chop you in half. Or something like that. Anyhow, well I won't there won't be any more of that. Until tomorrow. So, I'll probably just put the rest of the Circle of the Wolf will be in its own episode. Anyhow, I think that with that, firstly, time to re equip all my regular gear, all odd helm. Dragon gem gauntlets. Mossy Mawarda's boots. Spiderweb sleeves. Spiderweb leggings. Wogan's belt. Cloak of the Wanderer. And I think that gets me back to where we were. Yep, yep back to where we were. All right, I'll and put the quicksand dagger on. For all the stats. Okay, we're now back to our regular equipment. Now, did I lose? No. No, no, the, the Phantom armors, the Phantom stuff's still working. Alright, explore. Anyhow, that is with that pretty much most of the events that you will encounter, encounter from your origin from your first explorations of Fogbow Forest, have been concluded. Of course, there's, there is a few events that you haven't seen, and tiny snippets of dialogue which I missed. When I was reading them out, but that—that that is moat. That is most of it now. So, in the next episode, we will be get, having a having a formal adventure of some sort. Now there are three adventures that start in fog in Fogbore Forest. The first is Wacknar's Mad, which is a heck of a thing. And next up is next up is the silver quest we born and then finally is the heir to the flame. These war adventures that have a lot of content. each one of them is big in their own right, especially the mad, and then unlocks even more content behind. I have to say probably about half the game. Depends on you going into Fogboar Forest. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Which all starts here. But anyway. But until then. Farewell fellow adventurers.